Okay, we're ready to start. Uh, first of all, welcome. My name is Martin Garza. I am the Chief of Staff for Commissioner Everardo Villarreal here in the County of Hidalgo, Precinct 3. I want to thank everybody for taking the time this afternoon for uh, making it out here to the Anseldúas Park. We're located just uh, south of Mission, Texas. And uh, obviously here because we have a very pressing uh, issue here in our area, uh, and not just in our area, but th really this is uh, a, a huge uh, regional area that, uh, that uh, we're having this issue with, and it's important that we come together and that we're transparent with the public and that the public is aware of exactly what the County of Hidalgo and the City of McAllen is doing regarding this issue. So here with us today we have several elected officials, and we do have appointed officials from not only the County of Hidalgo, but also from the City of McAllen who are participating in this operation. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce our County Judge, Richard Cortez. Thank you, and good afternoon to all of you again. We're here to announce uh, a new temporary facility, which you can see here to my left behind us, that is intended to house and take care of asylum seekers that are immigrants who have come here and tested positive for COVID. Some of those do not have COVID, but their family members chose to stay with them while they recover from the disease and ultimately will be turned loose when they test when they test positive. As you know, this is a federal issue. These immigrants are here based on the laws of our nation, legally seeking asylum. It is the federal government's responsibility to care for them and to take care of them. Unfortunately, some, uh, because of the very high volume of immigrants that are, that are coming here, we've reached a point that, of capacity. So before, in the past, capacity was not an issue. We were able to handle these immigrants in a safe, secure way without interfering with any one of our local citizens. But that situation changed, and we had to create additional, additional capacity. Over the weekend and early part of this week, through communications with the city of McAllen, city of Mission, and the county, it was decided that this would be a very suitable place in order to prepare a temporary facility for those people. We believe that this helps move some of those immigrants off a more dense populated area, such as the city of McAllen, to an area such, such as this. So for more detail, I want to turn it over to Commissioner Villarreal. This is a Precinct 3 facility that he is in charge. He's being one of the leaders that led to where we are today. And I'll ask, invite him to come over here and give you more details of, uh, of this uh, new facility. Commissioner? Thank you all for being here today. Well, I got a call yesterday from uh, McAllen Mayor Javier Villalobos. Uh, he was very concerned. So, you know, I had other uh, meetings and I uh, uh, had to cancel those to meet with him at 345, where he updated me on the situation that they were having in McAllen with some of these immigrants. And uh, although this is a federal issue, the safety and health of our Hidalgo County residents is a priority for us. So I uh, authorized the use of uh, Ansaldúas Park as it has, it is perfect because it has natural barriers that will help or protect our Hidalgo County residents. 
You know, this has been a very, uh, a very sad year for a lot of us that have lost family re uh, members, uh, relatives, uh, uh, neighbors, and, and our uh, parents. So it's been hard for, for everybody. So, you know, the vote rights need to stop. We need to have creative, common-sense solutions to solve this problem that is having an impact on the safety and health of our Hidalgo County residents. With that, I want to thank you all again for being here, and I want to introduce our McAllen City Manager, Roy Rodriguez. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner. And thank you all for being here. Um, Mayor Villalobos sends his uh, regards and his regrets that he cannot be here, so that he asked me to to come and attend this very important uh, announcement. First, I want to I want to thank a few people. I want to start with the bishop for being here, because of all the people that are in this crowd, here's the one that we need the most. Bishop, thank you so much. We 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 appreciate everything that you do. And the truth of the matter is that uh, without Catholic charities. Who knows where this community would be, this entire region. We would not be able to handle what we've been able to do uh, without Catholic Charities. There is no doubt about that. Thank you, County Judge Richard Cortez and Commissioner Everardo Villarreal uh, for making this happen and making it happen so quickly. Uh, we all know how fast this thing moves. And when I say this thing, this, this COVID uh, infection and this immigration issue, how fast it changes. And so almost on a daily basis and sometimes multiple times a day, uh, uh, events on the ground change. And uh, we are very, very blessed for, uh, from a for a staff that we have in the city of McAllen and Hidalgo County that we're able to adapt quickly and make quick decisions and, uh, and, and act uh, as, as we have to. Um, you know, for us in the city of McAllen, we're on month 87 of this, okay? Month 87, we have been dealing with this immigration issue for seven years and three months, and the days keep counting. And when we thought things were getting better, uh, we were glad, we knew we were blessed, and uh, things turned around. And we, it got turned around for a couple of reasons. We're seeing a volume of immigrants that we have attempted to protect now for seven years, uh, and the combination of the number of immigrants and the COVID-19 has made this very, very complicated. And so, uh, when Catholic Charities turned to us and said, City of McAllen, we can't, we can't handle these numbers anymore, we realized that this was a crisis uh, because they've been doing this for seven years and my hats are off to all of them. So uh, here we are, we are asking the federal government to help us. Uh, as everyone has said before me and will say after me is that this is a federal issue. We have done uh, everything that we can as a community and as a region to ensure the safety and health of our citizens in Hidalgo County and the city of McAllen, as well as the immigrants. And we've gotten to the point that we're having to go to alternative sites uh, like this. We're very lucky to be able to be here, but nevertheless, it's a task that we'd rather not have. And so uh, we're, we're so glad and, and thankful for, for the county um, to, uh, to come to our aid, really. Uh, but we ask that the federal government come here uh, and help us and take care of the situation. In our opinion, there's only two options. One is to take over this operation uh, that is their responsibility, or two, stop the uh, immigrants until we, we can catch our breath. 
So with that, uh, I'd like to introduce a uh, member of uh, Congressman Cuellar's office, uh, Nick Cruz. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you all for being here. Uh, the Congressman sends his regards. He's not able to attend, but I have a statement to read on his behalf. As a border representative and someone who has spent my entire life living at the southern border, I understand the importance and severity of this crisis and how it affects my community every single day. I have supported $800 million for up to four multi-agency integrated migrant processing centers, $750 million to support irregular migration surge response plans, and $160 million in federal funding for the emergency food and shelter program. In addition, I have continuously called on President Biden and DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas to act on this matter. The situation is dire and action needs to be taken immediately. I will continue to work with local officials to provide them with the resources that they desperately need and pressure the Biden administration to act. And uh, I'd like to introduce Emergency Management Coordinator Ricardo Fadeng. Good afternoon. I'd like to thank the City of McAllen and the cooperating agencies that had made this happen. By us working together as a team between Hidalgo County, City of McAllen, Office of Emergency Management from Hidalgo County, McAllen Emergency Management, the County Fire Marshal, the City of Mission Fire Marshal's Office, and the Public Works Department for the City of McAllen, this has been a collaborative effort to make this shelter program work. All safety measures have been put in place with the appropriate agencies, verifying that everything is well said and done. All emergency contacts have been made to make the appropriate measures should there be an event in this, at, this, at this location. By us working together, we can make a difference. And I also like to thank all the other municipalities in the valley that have stepped up to the plate to support this effort. Again, thank you all very much. I'd like to call Bishop Daniel Flores to the podium. Thank you very much. I want to say, first of all, I'm very grateful uh, to the judge and city manager and all who have worked uh, in this uh, rapidly changing circumstance to address the situation and this cooperative effort here, here in the Valley. Um, to, uh, to address some of the human reality. Um, it's very important to kind of realize that now for seven years, um, Catholic Charities has been involved because, because federal um, officials have, uh, have admitted uh, a number of immigrants into, into the United States with permission, and we have assisted in the humanitarian treatment of these families. We generally deal with mothers and children. Unaccompanied adults are handled in a different way. They go through health and human services. That's part of the part of the reality. But but if they have been approved for entry so that they can join a family member, uh, then we receive them. Um, and, and basically, it's an overnight process. They they get clothing, they get they get food, they get a shower. We, for children, we give them new shoes and things like that. And then very rapidly, they they travel out of the valley because very very few of them have any family here to go on to their point of destination, which has been approved by the federal government. This has been a cooperative effort. That certainly Catholic Charities has been involved with, but also with a lot of uh, non-governmental volunteers, Catholics, non-Catholics, um, the synagogues have helped us uh, from around the country and so forth, in just ongoing effort to be um, uh, make sure that the human dignity of, of the immigrant is, uh, is protected and upheld and, and, and to deal with the mothers and the children and the fathers. Uh, but one of the great signs over the last seven years has been the cooperation of the local 
communities. The city of McAllen has always been helpful to counties uh, throughout the valley uh, in many, many different ways, mostly to help uh, ease and, and, and to treat with humanity these brothers and sisters of ours. And we, we have been doing that, as has been mentioned, COVID has made this extremely much more complicated. We have, from the very beginning, been testing uh, with the cooperation of the city of McAllen in uh, everybody who is, uh, who is admitted into the country uh, before we move them either to uh, their next destination. If they're found positive and they are, then they were immediately put in a, in a quarantine situation, as the judge mentioned. If their families were not positive and wanted to stay with their family members, which is very understandable, then we would try to... Uh, initially, the numbers were fairly small. Uh, in terms of the COVID reality, uh, we would have suppressed them or with, uh, we put them aside in a, in a um, quarantine place um, as best we could, uh, quite, quite efficiently. As, as everyone has mentioned, it has become much more complicated in terms of the numbers who are testing positive. So I think what we have found here is a creative sort of solution. It's, it's not the best solution in the long run, uh, but it is the best solution that I think we can do right now, which is to continue to uh, treat with great humanity um, persons who have been confided to our care by the federal government. Uh, I want to make that very clear so that people don't think that we're, we're just bringing people ourselves. This is a, a cooperative effort of the governmental agencies. And I want to just, you know, emphasize this, uh, and we, we continue to, to do everything we can to, to treat with humanity. And I'm, I'm very, uh, the spirit of the valley has been very evident in, in this long term in terms of just, somos pobres, pero damos lo que tenemos. We are poor but we do what we have to help people who are suffering. This is the heart of the valley in that sense. And it's a struggle, and things don't always work out the way you plan, but the cooperation of the whole community, I can speak of so many mayors I've spoken to, so many judges, and just kind of trying to do this. At this point, as, as Judge mentioned, uh, because of the, uh, of the need to, to both protect the local community uh, with regard to the, the COVID virus, and also to protect the immigrant family. But we have to kind of adapt ourselves. Let's get the names adaptarnos. And this is what this represents, this, this particular move here. Um, uh, there will be obviously medical personnel who will be checking up on, on the progress. Once someone tests negative, then, they're, then they can go on to the next destination. I do think it's very important that, that, that we acknowledge the, the, the widespread support in the Rio Grande Valley from the, from the counties and the cities and the towns and, uh, and, 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 and very, very ordinary people who volunteer, who spend hours washing clothes, repairing meals, uh, we depend on that, uh, this, this generosity of so many people who, who may be Catholic or may not be Catholic, but they, they have a sense of the need to attend to those who are in great distress. And so we need to do that. I do think it's important, though, as we've heard, that the federal government and the state government hear how it is that the local governments are doing everything we can uh, with the help of, of other agencies like our own, the Catholic Charities, we're doing everything we can to kind of, to kind of both address the situation uh, uh, with dignity um, and organize it as efficiently and protect the local community. This is very important. But I think, quien soy yo, pero yo digo, that I really do think that the, um, that the, that the, uh, the wider picture as to how this effort can be, um, can be more cooperatively supported um, at higher levels of the of the government, state and federal, um, and can talk to each other and talk to us, basically, uh, here on the ground as to what the situation is. So I, um, I'm, I'm, I pray every day. I'm grateful to Sister Norma and to the uh, Respite Center, um, because the fact is, if the Respite Center were not here, 
and the respite center will continue to operate. Uh, those who are, who, are, who are not positive, who are negative, will continue to, uh, to be able to go on to the next destination, one day to the next. Uh, but if it were not here, the question would be, where would these families go? And, and unfortunately, the answer may be under a bridge or on a street, mothers and children. And that, to the heart of the valley, and, and certainly for the mind of the church here locally, uh, we, we ha and that's what we've been trying to do, is to kind of see that there's a better way to do this uh, in cooperation with everybody involved. So I'm grateful for all the efforts that have been made. Uh, we will continue to, to do everything we can within our resources uh, to support the operations that the, um, the city and the county have, have prepared here and continue to look for creative solutions and uh, that will, that will until, you know, hasta que lleguemos a un momento más propicio, until we get to a better moment in this, uh, in this situation. But, but uh, it is difficult. I ask people to be patient and to recognize that, that the cities and the counties uh, are doing everything they can to keep us safe and to protect human dignity. And for that, I'm very grateful. Thank Uh, before we continue, I would like to bring Commissioner Verado Villarreal back to the podium. Uh, this is for the Spanish-speaking uh, stations who are here with us today and for the audience so we can make sure that, that we do um, attend to, to their needs and also uh, be able to answer some of the questions for those stations. Thank you. Buenas tardes a todos y muchas gracias por estar aquí el día de hoy. Mi nombre es Everardo Villarreal, soy comisionado de Precinto 3 del Condado de Hidalgo. Y pues nada más les quiero informar que el día de ayer me habló eh, nuestro alcalde de McAllen, Javier Villalobos, uh, para obviamente eh, hacer una junta de emergencia. Nos juntamos a las 3.45 de la tarde de ayer, donde me, me dio la evaluación de lo que estaban viviendo en la ciudad de McAllen con varios de los inmigrantes. Y obviamente este es un problema federal, pero... La salud y el bienestar de nuestras familias en el condado de Hidalgo es una prioridad por, para nosotros. So, les dimos el permiso de que pudiera hacer el, usar el parque de Ansaldúas para traer a muchos de estos inmigrantes aquí. Y como ustedes ven, esta es una área que naturalmente está protegida al su alrededor por barreras naturales y protege la comunidad del condado de Hidalgo, eh, aunque no hay nadie en los alrededores, que puede ser afectado porque la mayoría de la gente o toda la gente que está aquí, obviamente tiene, eh, han salido positivos. So, la, la salud es una prioridad para nosotros y estamos dispuestos a ayudar a no nomás la ciudad de Macalen, para el, re, el resto de las ciudades, como ya saben todos, uh, hubo un incidente en La Joya donde teníamos varios inmigrantes caminando las calles y en varios restaurantes, obviamente sin protección de cubrebocas y, y pues eso no es aceptable para nosotros eh, eh, que estén eh, dentro de la comunidad del Condado de Hidalgo eh, afectando a nuestros residentes. Este año ha sido un año bien triste para muchas de nuestras familias porque muchos hemos perdido seres queridos y pues ya eh, queremos prevenir y tratar de hacer todo lo posible para proteger a nuestra ciudadanía. Por eso es importante ya eh, los momentos de estar en los viajes de lanchas ya no los queremos, queremos soluciones para combatir esta, este problema que estamos viviendo todos que es uno federal que está afectando a nuestros residentes, el estado de salud y la seguridad. Muchas gracias, que Dios los bendiga a todos el día de hoy. Una pregunta, ¿cuántos cuánto inmigrantes van a tener aquí? ¿Por cuánto tiempo van a estar aquí? Eh, sí, pasa la pregunta. Sí, 
Well, first of all, again, we want to thank you for being here. We do have a mic that's right here in front of me, right in the center. We're going to ask, we are going to take questions. We're going to ask each member of the media, if you have a question, please step up to the mic. We're, depending on the question, we're going to bring the, um, the elected official or the appointed official or the county or city employee who can answer those questions for you and for the rest of the media. Victor? Sí, Victor Castillo, The Voice of America, Voice of America. Si por favor nos pudiera decir en español un mensaje también para los migrantes que están intentando cruzar en cuanto a su seguridad, su cuidado tanto de salud, pero también seguridad porque por el accidente que pasó ayer, si pudiera haber un mensaje en relación a eso. Commissioner? Obviamente ahorita estamos saturados de la gente que ya está aquí, pues, si están en sus lugares, sí les recomendamos que se queden y no pasen todavía hasta que todo se tranquilice en el área. Como ustedes, eh, ustedes pueden ver, hay mucha gente que sí está ayudando a nuestros inmigrantes, pero obviamente ya no caben en los lugares que están. Es importante obviamente que no corran eh, o no manejen recios si los están siguiendo porque pasan incidentes los, como los que pasaron ayer y han estado pasando otros en las áreas del West Eso es importante si les dan el pedido eh, nuestros uh, uh, policías uh, o DPS, deténganse por favor, la vida es muy importante, no nada más la de ustedes, pero a los residentes que ya están aquí que puedan causar un accidente y se puedan perder más vidas. I have two quick questions. Um, so the first is, I was wondering what prompted the move from the previous location on 23rd Street in the Talon to this uh, current location here in Anthony Park? Absolutely, Mr. Rodriguez. So, uh, like I said earlier, um, this is a very quickly moving situation, and uh, we're having to adapt to it. Uh, we had about a 24-hour notice from Catholic Charities that. Uh, their capacity uh, was at, at full and that we were having uh, problems and concerns about being able to handle the COVID positive uh, immigrants. Uh, as you know, they have been able to house them throughout the valley and that was no longer an option. And so we decided to pick a, a site that was city owned because it made it easy. Uh, that, that property there on 23rd was city owned, is city owned and we chose it uh, within an hour uh, but immediately, as we were erecting uh, that facility, we were also having discussions with other entities to see what other location would be more suitable. And we were lucky enough to uh, think of this uh, location, and we reached out to the county who, uh, who agreed almost immediately to do so. Entonces, uh, la pregunta es que, uh, ¿por qué nos movimos de la, de la uh, ubicación ahí en la 23? Hace dos o tres días nos habló Catholic Charities, los, los dijo que a la ciudad de McAllen, que ya no tenían, um, ya no podían uh, traer más gente a, al Respite Center, ni a donde los estaban llevando a, la, a los inmigrantes que estaban positivos con COVID. Entonces, uh, nosotros... Uh, decidimos mover a uh, estos uh, tents que tenemos aquí, ahí a la lo localidad de 23 y la mía 3, porque es una propiedad que es de la ciudad de McAllen. Uh, sabíamos a ese momento que iba a ser temporalmente y inmediatamente empezamos a buscar un lugar más grande y, y más seguro uh, para los inmigrantes. Hablamos con los uh, oficiales del condado, con el comisionado Villarreal, 
y el, el juez uh, Cortés y inmediatamente nos invitaron a, a este lugar y aquí estamos. I think one of the biggest concerns was having people who tested positive out in the community. So I was wondering, is there anything that local officials can do, whether it's regarding migrants or just any citizen here that tests positive, is there any way that they can enforce the quarantine uh, when they're so contagious? Well, so the COVID situation obviously has become very, very problematic for us in the last probably eight or nine months uh, because of the number of immigrants that came in starting January, February uh, in very large numbers. And as, they, as the numbers grew, the number of COVID positives grew. We have been concerned about the immigration issue from day one, before COVID existed. And so we have the same mindset, and that is to ensure that our community, that our citizens are safe, as well as uh, the immigrants. We've always treated uh, the immigrants as any other person that's in our community with dignity and respect, and we're going to continue to do that. And so that, that's what changed here uh, in the last several months is, is COVID and our ability to handle the volume of people. Hola, buenas tardes. Mi nombre es Ismael Ventura de Azteca Valle, Canal 5. Mi pregunta es, ¿cuántas carpas aproximadamente son con las que cuentan ahorita y cuántas personas pueden, eh, pueden estar en una, van a colocar en estas carpas? ¿Y qué llegará a suceder si de repente esto llega a su capacidad? ¿Tienen un plan B, otro plan? Sí, siempre tenemos otro plan uh, y se queda con nosotros, ¿verdad? Pero la capacidad que tenemos ahorita es como de 250 uh, personas. Vamos a tener uh, carpas para 650 para hoy en la tarde y dependiendo en los números de, de inmigrantes que lleguen, vamos a seguir a, a adaptar. Entonces, este lugar se presta, como dijo el comisionado, por varias razones, pero una de las más importantes es que es muy grande y está protegida por todos lados. Entonces, creemos que este, por el momento... Aunque sea temporalmente, este es, es la mejor situación para nosotros. Y rápidamente, yo el día de ayer tuve la oportunidad de entrevistar a la primera dama de Honduras, Ana García. Ella me enfatizó que la retórica que viene de la Casa Blanca tiene mucho que ver con esta ola de inmigrantes. ¿Qué piensan ustedes de eso? ¿Están de, están de acuerdo con ese comentario? Yeah, we're not going to comment on, uh, on federal policy, we just need help. I'm going to ask it again because I need a, a little bit. Sorry, thank you. Uh, let's start with uh, Monica Rando, Channel 5. Thank you. Um, how many people are currently here? How many tents do we have? And what is the capacity of the people we can host? Today we had a capacity of 250. And uh, as the day progresses, we will increase that to about 650. So do we expect the 650 to be full by the end of today? I don't know that. Okay. Uh, also, if we can just kind of explain or tell us if it's possible to enforce the quarantine period or what's is it possible yeah um i'm gonna let an expert uh talk about that but but the, the bottom line is that many many months ago uh the city of mcallen and hidalgo county and i'll speak with the city of mcallen for now uh realized that the sheer volume of infections was too large for us to be able to keep tracking people that were infected. It's, it's literally impossible. You're talking about hundreds of, uh, dozens of thousands of people. And so uh, that's number one. Number two is you can't keep someone um, locked up. I'll just use that word. You know, you can't force somebody not to leave a, a locale. So uh, we're doing the best that we can with that. I think that the immigrants um, have, have comported themselves fairly well. 
and uh, Catholic Charities has done has done an outstanding job to ensure that they they're kept in a, in the same location. Thank you. Oh. Hi, Bill Mahoney with Fox News. Approximately. Am I staying here? <laughs> Approximately how many migrants are quarantined in local hotels in the We don't have that number. Not even a rough ballpark. No, we do not. No, that's our Catholic Charities operation, and we're not privy to that information. Bishop, are you able to answer that? Ballpark number. Ballpark number, I don't, I don't, Sister, Sister, Sister Norma would be the one to do that ballpark number, but my understanding is that, that we have been holding a lot of them in the actual respite center and quarantines apart, and now we'll be joined to this operation. So I couldn't give you an exact number. Uh, I can try to get that, and you can, you can call me later about it. Okay, and one follow-up. How do you guys avoid a similar situation like what happened in La Jolla with Waterburger? Well, I think we have to be very careful that we instruct the, uh, you know, when we isolate them in a, in a, in a motel room, which is not going to, is not going to continue, uh, because this will be the place of, uh, of uh, the central, is, is to make sure that we instruct them about they really do need to stay inside the rooms and to wear the mask um, until they get a, a negative test. And that's what, that's what didn't happen in the It should happen. It should happen. Back up on that uh, question, I met uh, with uh, our mayor of uh, La Jolla, that that's part of my precinct, and this is one of the solutions, that's why I quickly reacted uh, to remove a lot of the people from our citizens that, I, I wasn't aware that uh, people were in that hotel either, and I learned, I mean, uh, I was kind of shocked, and that prompted now, the importance of you all being here, as we cannot, uh, as I understand, control the people from getting out of here, uh, that are tested positive, it gives all residents notice if you have not gotten the vaccine, you need to get vaccinated so that when these uh, immigrants might be amongst us and, and are under our bridges or in the stores or at Whataburger or, or Burger King or whatever, uh, we need our residents to get uh, their vaccines and also to start protecting with, uh, you know, uh, social distancing and, and uh and uh, using our face masks again because we don't know who we're next to. So, you know, that, uh, but this is a solution or part of a solution, a creative solution, a temporary one, because we don't know we're going to get bombarded with more immigrants and then we're going to have to look for other places. Luckily that we had this uh, uh, park available and it's just naturally uh, uh, surrounded by barriers that protects all residents while they get alerted to what could happen in the, in the few days. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yasmina González con Telemundo. Eh, dos preguntas y después voy a brincar una con nuestros lugares, aprovechando que está por acá. Este, ¿Se va a poner algún tipo de vigilancia para evitar que los migrantes salgan de aquí? Yo sé que tenemos, este, es muy grande el parque, pero para evitar de que vayan a violar lo que es la cuarentena y salir de estos lugares. Y dos, ¿quién va a estar encargado de proveerles eh, agua, alimento a los migrantes que están acá? En primer lugar, sobre la seguridad. Este parque es aproximadamente 15 acres. El dueño del parque son los residentes del condado de Hidalgo. A este momento el precinto número 3 está encargado del mantenimiento de este parque y la responsabilidad de este parque. Este, nos hemos, este, estamos en conjunto ahorita ayudándole a la ciudad de McAllen con la situación que obviamente tuvimos en los últimos días. Este, de cambio la seguridad, tenemos este, al contestable Larry Gallardo, que tiene sus contestables este, uh, de 8 a 5 en este parque como cualquier otro día. Ahora el parque sí va a estar cerrado al público, 
Ah, pero sí van a estar los oficiales del contestable Gallardo aquí presente, enfrente, en guardia, enfrente eh, del portón, eh, para atender a las gentes que nomás tienen la autoridad de entrar y salir al parque, ¿verdad? Ah, después de las 5, la ciudad de McAllen se comprometió con ah, eh, personas de seguridad que van a atender este, a la seguridad de, de estas carpas que tenemos aquí durante las, uh, el tiempo que vamos a estar aquí en, en este operativo. Uh, ¿La otra pregunta era para Mr. Olivares? Eh, bueno, primero, antes de eso, la, la, el, el alimento, el agua, ¿quién va a estar proveyendo esas esa atenciones a los... Claro que sí, le voy a pedir a Mr. Rodríguez. Eso va a seguir uh, con Catholic Charities, uh, esta, esta, toda esta operación es, es de ellos, nosotros estamos aquí para ayudarles, pero comida, agua, medicamento, uh, lo que han hecho por siete años lo van a seguir haciendo. Perfecto, gracias. Eh, con Mr. Olivares, Mr. Olivares eh, sabemos que los casos eh, que se han presentado ahora de aumento de referente al COVID, ¿se atribuyen también a los casos de los migrantes que han dado positivos o eso se está manejando completamente aparte? Esto es completamente aparte. Lo que es importante aquí para discutir, los casos que hemos tenido de, de COVID aquí en el condado, uh, ha hecho directamente porque ha habido bastantes actividades después del 4 de julio, familias en vacaciones, han viajado por diferentes partes de la nación, del estado, eso a nivel natural aquí local. Este sistema de, demuestra que este programa aquí está muy contenido. So, nosotros no estamos viendo que los inmigrantes están haciendo problemas que hagan al nivel de infección a otras personas y aquí estamos demostrando cómo podemos hacer para proteger nuestra comunidad. ¿Quién está llevando el control de los números de casos de positivos en coronavirus relacionados con los inmigrantes? So, el Catholic Charities, con, uh, ellos son los que tienen un contrato con la ciudad de McAllen y con una compañía que hace las pruebas todos los días y esas pruebas, esa información se comunica con nosotros al Departamento de Salud. So, por eso cuando damos las 1 de la mañana y unos, unos datos eran separados de los datos del condado, porque eso está separado. Gracias. Thank you, Mr. Olivares. Gracias. 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 Quisiera añadir ¿no? que, que el problema de las infecciones de COVID um, no se atribuye totalmente porque tenemos inmigrantes. Es que el fenómeno en los Estados Unidos es que está subiendo los, los números. Y, uh, y nosotros mismos también tenemos responsabilidad para proteger a los vulnerables. Esto es esencial. ¿no? Y por eso yo animo um, que, que aun, eh, cuando yo di instrucción, instrucciones, por ejemplo, a las iglesias, que aun, y hace meses, ¿no? en, este, en este periodo, lo importante es que aunque tengan la, la vacuna, deben de utilizar la máscara para proteger a los demás. Porque se está pasando aquí en, en las calles y en las tiendas y en, los, en, en varios lugares. We have a responsibility to recognize that That, that the issue of COVID is not because there are immigrants amongst us primarily. It's a rising number. Uh, the judge gives us reports, uh, all the judges in the Rio Grande Valley, that we have to be very careful and very responsible. Um, and so I urge people uh, to get vaccinated if they haven't. Si no han recibido la vacuna, deben de. Si es posible, si es posible. It's accessible. 
and also to, to wear the mask uh, in public places and in, in, when you go out. This is, we all have a responsibility because it's not just something that's happening here in the Valley. It's happening in Houston. It's happening in San Antonio. It's happening in Dallas. It's happening. And we have to be very responsible in terms of how we help one another. Um, and, 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 and that's part of the responsibility to what we're dealing with today. So the immigrants will be protected in a certain way uh, from the COVID infection. And we will be protected if they might have it. But also there's a wider issue in the, in the Valley with regard to the infections. We have to pay attention Yeah, so Julio Rosas, townhall.com, and this could be for the commissioner, Lucien Andrew. Uh, so, Vice President Harris, when she visited El Paso, she said that a lot of progress had been made uh, at the border. Would you agree with that assessment? And would you want the Vice President or even the President to come down to the Rio Grande Valley to see what's happening uh, uh, Exactly. I would love for them to come and, and uh, obviously to meet with our, some of our other mayors and leaders in the area to uh, let them know how this is affecting our area. And our citizens, and uh, in my opinion, their health and their safety, which uh, is our priority. And so, would you agree that progress has been made at the border, like the vice president said? I have not seen. Okay. City manager, you have a on it? Judge? As you know, I have invited the president to come here to come and see what the federal government you know, really ha has done to us. They, they have overcommitted a commitment that they can't, they can't support, so I would love to see him. And I'm extremely disappointed that we've received absolutely zero communication with him, and I hope it changes very quickly because I evidence the problems that it's causing to our community. So you've received no communication from the President's office or Vice President's office about this? That is correct. Okay, thank you. Yes, sir. Mark Irvin, this is Local 22 News. Uh, two questions. One, was the money used to pay for this from the disaster declaration that declared uh, last week, or what's being used to like fund this? Mr. Rodriguez. So uh, we have, the city of McAllen has an agreement with FEMA uh, for certain expenses. Uh, when we were asked to help with the testing and facilitating of the immigrants at the respite center, we asked that these uh, functions and processes be pre-funded. For, for a lot of reasons. And so they agreed, and so uh, we have had this funding for some time, and we're able to reimburse the city of McAllen for these expenses. So it's going, to, it's coming directly from FEMA. And you said earlier, y'all can house up to 650 right now. If that gets higher, if, you, if, if there's an overcapacity here, is there a plan to expand if there's, if there's no more room for more people here? We will adapt to whatever situation we, we deal with. Thank you. What was the question? Okay. So, uh, los fondos que se están usando aquí para pagar para, para esta operación está pagando FIMA. Es una, es una división del gobierno federal. Tenemos un contrato con ellos uh, hoy que hemos tenido como uno o dos meses. Y, y esos fondos los tenemos uh, con nosotros. Entonces, los podemos reembolsar cada uh, costo que tenemos en, en esta operación. So the expectation is always that we should get reimbursed, obviously. Uh, you've heard it 
multiple times here. These are costs that should not be incurred by the city of McAllen or Hidalgo County or any other local government. And so uh, we have spent approximately, as of last week, $106,000. Um, that's actually a low number compared to what we've seen in the past. And the reason is because of that agreement that we have with FEMA. FEMA has already paid $1.5 million uh, for the operation, and that is coming directly from FEMA. Yeah, this is City of McCowan. I have one question. What message do you want our community to know, and what message do you have for Washington? Well, to our community, it's been very consistent. You know, uh, we're doing, uh, we're we're taking on this burden that we don't want, that we didn't ask for, and that we did not create. Uh, but our job, in part, is very simple, and that's to protect our citizens. And everybody behind me is uh, is in agreement that that's our goal, that's our mission, that's our job. And so uh, we're going to continue to do that. Uh, and unfortunately, this has been a longer situation than any of us anticipated, but we're going to continue to do that um, until it's fixed. And as far as the federal government is concerned, we're again, we're asking that they help uh, take uh, control of these types of operations or help us with the influx of immigrants, as the county judge has said. Hola, Yusman, otra vez con Azteca. Eh, solo tengo una pregunta, creo que ya lo respondieron en inglés. La cuarentena, o sea, seis pies, o sea, es casi imposible. ¿Cómo, cómo va a funcionar la cuarentena para los que sí están positivos? In English or Spanish? Español. Well, let me say it in English first. So, uh, the folks that are here are positive. And so, uh, the distancing and all that is basically out the window. Because all of these folks, unfortunately, have tested positive for COVID. The, the, the task in front of Catholic Charities is to be able to move people as they progress through the infection so that when they're negative, they're able to get them out of here as quickly as possible. And so uh, that, that's the answer. I mean, there is no distancing here. Uh, aquí, to, toda la gente que está aquí en, lo, en las carpas, uh, ya, ya han tenido el, el test de COVID y están positivos. Entonces, aquí, pues... Uh, desgraciadamente no, no podemos uh, tenerlos a seis pies, uh, no tenemos el campo para, para hacer eso y lo que estamos asegurándonos es que la gente que, que sea negativa, negativa, sacarla de aquí inmediatamente. O sea que cuando una persona da positivo, a los cuantos días le vuelven a realizar la prueba para asegurarse que antes de dejarlos ir a otras partes de Estados Unidos ya están bien. Uh, eso lo dejo que, que este, conteste Catholic Charity, no están aquí. Este, esos son datos que ellos, que ellos hacen. Ok. En cuanto sepa, sepa yo que, que, que damos la prueba todos los días. Y, y según la, los protocolos que nos dan los, los oficiales locales, ¿no? si, si necesitamos dos o tres días de, 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 de la prueba que salga negativa, pues es suficiente. Pero seguimos las reglas de la, del condado um, para para asegurar que esta persona realmente ya no, ya no tiene la infección y ya no puede pasar a otra persona. Pero son, son los protocolos muy precisos que usamos. Entonces, ¿todos los días le están realizando pruebas a las personas? Pues, pues sí, especialmente para cuando... Según lo que entiendo, no sé que, que alguien me diga otra cosa, pero sí, sí. sí. Uh, porque lo que las normas siempre que ha comunicado conmigo, entonces sí creo que sí, porque sí... Pues ya se porque es ese interés de las familias y también de nosotros que, que una vez que, que tengan la prueba negativa, pues se pueden mover a, a sus familiares, ¿no? Eso es importante, eso todos los días. Gracias. Once again, I want to thank the uh, 
the media for being here. We appreciate your time, and uh, this is a, a great message that I think we need to to send out to our community. So once again, thank you. You have a good afternoon.